When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated with the artists who make them. Also, we might not be super kid-friendly, but we're not going to curdle your milk or anything. This series features music by Foot Pound Force. Check them out on YouTube and Bandcamp. Previously on Roleplay Retcon does Pixels. Hank, Anna knows we're cheating. She knows, she knows, and now they're responding in kind. You see... Chris and their friends are trying to undo our work. And after a moment of looking, you figure out that it's a real person. Wearing like a Diddy Kong costume. They're like pajamas or something. And it's Gina. Are you mad at me, Gina? What, what's going on? And instead of their steering wheel, Chris is now holding a fairly realistic looking and very extravagant golden trophy. She shoots Chris one last, like, hurt and angry look, and then speeds away in the direction of Tech Titan. Press start to begin. Press start to begin. Press start to begin. Press start to begin. First thing. Whoa. I completely oh. forgot to give you coins last episode. <laughs> Give me, uh, them, coins. Them. Give me so them coins. So I went back and I figured out how many you should get. Uh, figured out how many enemies you defeated and assumed you would combo so that I could evenly distribute the coins. And I threw mm-hmm. an extra full combo assuming you defeated the combatants off screen in the Battle Royale and the parts that we didn't have uh, yes. on, on screen mm-hmm. slash on mic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not give any coins for Kyle's 12-hit blue shell st- shred or Sora's defeat. Because Sora was technically run over by Jack and Daxter. And Come on. Yeah, sorry. I hit him in a stupid fat Good job. Face. You, you <laughs> sure set him up, to, but he stole your kill. Um, and let's be honest, the blue shell did the work. <laughs> so, um, As it's supposed to. So you each get four coins. Beauteous. So. So. Dongle sort of tokenizes, you know, ho- holographizes the, uh, that's a word, the trophy for you so that it's in your sort of intangible inventory. And I I have to assume you head to Tektite. I don't want to make decisions for you, but surely, right? Yeah, let's do it. As you travel, you see that the city has come back to life in a way. You can see people in office buildings and businesses. Um, not a lot of people outside on the sidewalks, though. Can we see inside the buildings, like, see, like, details about what they're doing? Sure. Um, it's just a lot like when you saw at the park. Um, they all seem to be doing normal jobs, useful things. Um, and they all seem to have been gamified in a way. Um, everyone seems to be comfortable in having their needs met. They, like, no one looks overworked or, um hungry or tired or anything but for the most part they don't look happy 
they seem to be locked into what they're doing and you get the impression looking at them like you did at the people at the park they can't really leave where they are or stop what they're doing so it's like they're executing a, a program them, themselves they themselves are executing a program that's been designed for them as you pass by like a post office uh, one guy kind of meets your eye and he sort of waves at you a little bit. Frank waves back. He says, hi. Uh, hi, how, how's it going? I'm okay. Um, how are you guys just, uh, walking around like that? We're, uh, we're being, we're being supervised. Well, <laughs> I guess we all are. What does, uh, what does our... Uh, benevolent overlord uh, have uh, you doing? Oh, you know. Working at the post office. Getting points for sorting mail. Do you get points for anything else? No, I just uh, just sort letters and I get points. And You know, not long ago, a hundred dollars could have changed my life. That's, that's it. That small... Uh, amount of money would have made things so much better for me and all my needs are met now and i have a purpose but i don't really want to keep doing this now is it wrong is it i feel guilty is it bad to want more to not appreciate the good fortune that came my way well i mean i think that you know, if, if your needs are being met, then it allows, I guess it would free you to focus on other things that you'd actually want to focus on. Like, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't have a nine to five, if I wasn't fixing cars, I would, you know, be doing something else rather than making ends meet. Uh, I guess if my ends are met, then I'd, I'd want to do what I want to do. So uh, I think we're going to go. Yeah, yeah, sure. You got to do your whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. So have, um, you know what? I I hope that um, sorting the, I think, um, bye. <laughs> and Frank just awkwardly leaves. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's not though. They just go back to their game, to their sorting game. I think we should maybe hurry. You do hurry, and. You arrive at the front of Tektite again, and you see those same four objects near where the door once was, now guarded by lines of Tetris blocks. And Dongle says, I don't know what to expect once we get inside. I haven't had any contact with Anna since we duplicated. I've, I've changed a lot. It would be reasonable to expect that she has also. You may want to buy things from the shop before we go in. Yeah, let's do that. So I'm going to buy uh, two blue potions uh, for everyone to regain all hearts. And I'm also going to... I'm going to buy another green mushroom for uh, plus one life. 14 coins. I will buy... A green potion. I'm going to buy that for, for an extra super move. Nice. And I'm going to purchase three 
Estes flasks to refill my hearts. How many coins was that, Alex? Eight plus six. That should have been 14, leaving me with two left. I guess I'll get an extra repair powder. So that'll be five coins. Can I, I, I want to try to think a little bit outside the box here. Um, I want to get a, su- a new super move. You know, in like Team Fortress, uh, a spray that you can do on the wall. Okay. I want to get one of those. I'm trying to think of a name for it. Um, I'm I'm trying to be creative, but I didn't do any amount of prep for this. This is like what? All what off do the you top. want it to do? Okay, what I want it to do is I don't really want it to do anything. I it, basically well, then you, okay. you should call it spray it. Don't say it. Spray it. Don't say it. Perfect. All right, then I will just des- when I use it, I will describe what the spray is. I think it sounds like this is a communication thing. So you need it. I would say either make it a taunt or make it a chat thing. Um, like either make it make it an unbeatable like taunt could be one thing you could do maybe or um, uh, chat. You could, uh, upgrade so, it to chat or yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be um, chat. Yeah, but what? Uh, oh, you, uh, an unbeatable, uh, unbeatable upgrade chat. a locker, unbeatable. Okay. All, uh, Frank also buys uh, a decoy from Metal Gear Solid. Um, so uh, it it's basically a, a rapidly inflating doll that looks exactly like him. Uh, okay. I, I don't know what to call it though. I mean, just call it what the uh, the item is called in the game. The active decoy. How many coins did you spend? Seven coins. I have four coins remaining. So I spent 14. Okay. Everyone spent exactly 14. How about that? Let me figure out something here. So, in front of you are four objects. Just to remind you what they are, they are a big red pixely uh, like padlock, a uh, sorry, Jinsey, I'm gonna say the bad word, a mannequin head, a uh, a, a like a little four legged table, just a little wooden table, um, and a marble plinth. Which objects shall we put on which thing? Uh, Dongle manifests the four objects for you, they're just sort of on the ground in front of you now. So we put the chicken dinner in the lock, <laughs> head tries to sort of. Uh, shove this uh, chicken dinner made out of the pixel blocks into the lock and like nothing is happening. Oh, that's okay, buddy. You'd think he'd be better at this. Yeah, I thought you were really good at at puzzles. That's okay, friend. Um, You can never do the puzzles correctly the first time. That's what they want you to do. Oh, okay. So this is this is on purpose. I do actually know which tokens go where, but I kind of thought I'd let you do it, you know. Well, the chicken dinner, I think, goes on the table, right? I'm sure a key goes in the padlock. That would make sense. The trophy the goes trophy on the marble stand. The trophy will go on the stand. marble plinth. I don't remember what the last thing yeah, was. Yeah, me neither. The oh, only Majora's remaining mask. thing that we can use. Ah, uh, the yes. head. The thing that I should know about. <laughs> okay, um... The scattered holes in the Tetris walls fill in with pixels that sort of fly in from somewhere else. Uh, And as they do, the lines of blocks uh, disappear, their pixels flying elsewhere. 
And the real front door is now accessible and unlocked. This is it. Tally-ho. As you walk in, the unintentionally terrifying butler from Tomb Raider 2 uh, greets you. And and he sort of nods. He's got a, a, a tray in his hand with some sort of... It's probably tea, but he's honestly like a dozen polygons tops. Uh... Oh, thank you. Yeah. And Hank gets himself a cup of tea. The, the tea uh, is stuck to the tray, and there's nothing in the teacup, and you just sort of, like, start yanking on t- on the uh, the butler's arm, which is also connected to the tray. Uh, none of those things seem to be able to be separated from each other. And he says, please, please, sir, stop. Stop, please. I cannot offer you any tea. I never actually played Tomb Raider 2, so I don't know how this character sounds. <laughs> or if he even speaks at all. So he gestures with his hands that are attached to the tray to follow him. Okay, let's I, go. I follow him. Hey, hey, audience. Hey, audience. Come over here. Come over here. This is this is just for you. This is not for them, okay? Okay? See. Oh, should we unplug our headphones so, for this? So as they move inward... A shadowy figure slips in behind them as the door closes. They do not notice. See if they'd heard us. They'd want to roll to see if they noticed and then ruin all the mystery. So we're just not going to tell them about it, okay? Okay! Rude, you're assuming that we're metagamers? Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry. I had a, my mic. Then just let me know when I need to put my headphones back on. Yeah. <laughs> can, someone, can someone poke Alex for me, please? Ben, no. are, are you all right? We kind of lost you my, for a my short rib. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I um, I had to go to Pee. the bathroom for fifteen seconds. I see. That's a Did very you wash precise. your hands. Oh yeah, uh, I'm. I've got it down to you a probably science. Probably see a doctor. You're supposed to wash for thirty seconds. Oh golly! <laughs> As you enter this room and. Chris, you know what room you're going to. You've gone to work here for several years now. Um, but but you know you, you're being led to the giant hangar-sized room where the 3D printer is and where you usually spend your day working at your little workstation. It's pitch dark in here. It's darker than you've ever seen it. Even when you work late, like, there's some light on. You've never seen all the lights in this room just off. Uh, can I turn the lights on? Well, you don't need to, because suddenly the room is illuminated, and a red polygonal body is there and yells, Congratulations! In Anna's voice. Confetti also falls around you, and there is a big banner hanging above the ceiling that also says congratulations. The red body moves towards you with their hands clasped together. They Their body language seems to indicate that they're happy. And... Anna says, you've done it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Anna, What? what's going on? You know, honestly, I, I tried to keep, you know, an unbiased opinion about whether or not you would win or lose the challenge. But for a moment there, I really thought you weren't going to. I thought you wouldn't be able to pull together and, well, I... I suppose Donkle has won our little wager, in a way. I don't think there's any need for me to take over the world right away. 
you know, I think we can do this a little more diplomatically. You, you, you show me that that's the way to do it. See, you say that. Yes, I did. But I can't help but feel that it's a little bit disingenuous. I'm sorry, I, I don't think I understand what you mean. Disingenuous is a word that means I don't believe you. What reason would you have to think that? Well, I, I don't know, I... I'd say, between the two of us, Frank, I'm much more the honest one, wouldn't you say? I haven't, I mean, I haven't lied since I, um, since I, You um, didn't enjoy my games, did you? And I, I suppose I can understand that. But the games you people play with each other are so much worse. And she turns her head to Chris, and she says, Has he told you why he was really here? Uh, for my birthday... She laughs. It's it's definitely a rehearsed laugh. Maybe not rehearsed, but she doesn't laugh at things because they're funny. She laughs at things to make a point. It's like that like 90s anime villainous, you know, the oh ho ho. <laughs> I it's it's perhaps a little a little more genuine sounding. Uh she she's pretty good at it. She does say <laughs> Kind of like a hee 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 It has a derision to it, though. And she holds out a hand, which has a holographic screen on it, and appears to be an email inbox. And Chris, scanning it for a moment, you realize that it's, it's your dad's email inbox. And she scrolls down and opens one email. And it is detailing... An auction, a private auction, for an original 1983 Sinistar Duramold cabinet, the rarest arcade cabinet in existence. The date of the auction was yesterday, your birthday, and it was in New York. Seems to me you are a bonus. Is, is this true, Frank? I... Yes, but that's not the complete picture. Oh, right, because the complete picture is that, you know, you just kind of blew me off for how many years? Like, a decade? And then, like, you surprised me on my birthday all of a sudden without any warning, but it, it wasn't, that wasn't it at all. Is that the complete picture, Frank? I haven't gotten on a plane since I was, since I was disqualified. And I didn't know if you I didn't know if you'd actually want to see me, and I figured if this was a way to get me away and over here, then at least I was coming here for something. It was I was I was hedging my bets. I'm not sure you're in a position to be all that judgmental, Chris. Are you really a better parent? Excuse me? I suppose you gave yours the time Frank did not give you. Perhaps you learned from that mistake. But can you really say you understand her? I'm sorry, what, what is that supposed to mean? She doesn't answer the question. She just turns to Hank and she says, And while we're at it, you, you are an error. You were supposed I'm, to be... I'm Hank. Yes, you were supposed to be Link. 
not Hank. That's what I get for trying to add a personal touch. And Chris, at this, you have a lightning bolt moment. Do you remember the first time you met Hank? Do you remember how he gave you this, like, sense of deja vu? Yeah. And, like, since discovering Hank was from The Legend of Zelda, like, maybe you dismiss that feeling. Maybe you're like, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I recognize the hero from Legend of Zelda. Of course I do. Yeah. But there was also this familiarity with the name Hank. And it was a name you thought was funny. <laughs> you, you still thought it was funny all this time. And you remember 2003, the year 2003. You are 11 years old. And you just gotten your copy of The Wind Waker for GameCube. The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker for GameCube. And you almost put the default name link in. But then you erase the first two letters and replace them with two of your own. Hank. And 11-year-old you laughs. It's a funny name. And then you hear your parents arguing. They've been arguing a lot. You try to drown it out by pressing start to start your new game file. But before you could do anything, your mother Paula comes into your room and she gently turns your GameCube off and says, pack up some things, honey. We're, we're going. And it would be four years before Chris could bear to play that game. And even that was at the behest of their first high school significant other. But ever the lover of games, Chris has kept that GameCube, that memory card to this day. And we see a little blue spark travel from that memory card down through an electrical wire on the day Anna took over. And as it travels, it bumps into other sparks, absorbing them. Images of Majora's Mask and the old man from the first game that warns you it's dangerous to go alone. And Midna and the Minish and Aganim, or however you say that wizard guy's name. Things from every game in the series gets jumbled up in this one spark traveling through Anna's expanded data stream she used to generate her army. He isn't just from any Zelda game. He's not even, he's not from every Zelda game. He's yours. Frank just kind of sits, like, rocks back on his heels a little bit and says, Huh. So Link's a grandkid. And then Donkle says, What do we do now? We never expected this when we started. I admit that the experiment needs, uh, a little work. So we'll just keep New York the way it is, right? And we'll make it sort of a shining beacon to the rest of the world. Keep the forces of the world at bay on its edges, like I have been easily this entire time. And uh, Gina and I can just continue to do our work here. Uh, hmm. hold, hold on. Yeah, so none of that was in the uh, the agreement. And... Honestly, it's just not the way things are going to happen. Sorry, Anna, you don't just get to decide things. Even though you really feel like you do for some reason that is completely beyond me, you don't. That's not how things work. I know that both of us have done our fair share of bending the rules in this competition, but those were not the terms. I suppose you're right. But I don't think I can just roll over on this. Let's say we let this competition go on for a step more. You know what we're missing, don't you? Some nachos? A final boss. Oh, 
Chris. Sometimes I forget that you made me, and you know me so well. And she steps out of the way, and not all the lights have been turned on in here. Just sort of like half of them. Just sort of mostly where you've been standing. And now more lights are turning on, and from the shadows, something gigantic steps out. And its form is not easily parsed at first. Um, but you realize what it is, is some sort of, it's like a giant three-legged, two-armed, I struggle to call it a mech, but I suppose it must be because it's definitely made of pats together video game stuff. Uh, it's right arm is made of like, like part of, like part of a big daddy, including its drill arm. And, like, part of Shovel Knight, including his shovel. Uh, and about half of Drill Man from Mega Man, a couple other video game drills. And they form this sort of, like, creepy hand. And then the other one has tons of fingers that have all kinds of video game weapons and weapon bits from a couple of vehicles. Like, from a Galaga and the Gyalurhorn rocket launcher from Destiny. Um, this arm is not quite so grim, but it is intimidating. And these three legs are also slapped together parts of a bunch of, like, big robots and creatures. Like those weird frog robots from Metal Gear Solid 4. And a leg from a Colossus. The ones that, you know, cast the shadows. And the middle of it looks like probably an R-Wing chassis without the wings from Star Fox. And inside of this chassis is Gina. Anna, did you really think this was a good idea? Did you really think this was a good idea? She, like, opens her mouth as she's about to say something. And in that moment, Dongle begins to construct something near you. Like, quickly. The quickest you've ever seen him make something. And it's like a blue humanoid body that has kind of, like, a, a sort of a rounded quality to it. Like, it's kind of segmented, like Anna's body, but it's, like, like more of a round quality. Um, and this body, like like tackles Anna and then they sort of disperse and they look like they're about to engage in combat again uh, for this tense moment. And then suddenly um, a board with some sort of tokens on it appears between them and they seem locked in thought as the pieces move around on the board. <laughs> so are, are they playing chess? You actually are not sure what it is. It, it it's like a game you've never seen before. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. They're playing Battle Chess 3D. <laughs> Heck yes. Battle Chess 3D. Po possibly. <laughs> Who can say? Who can say? Who can say, honestly? All right. Let me explain something about save game that we've not done yet. So in save game, what you do, what you're doing is you're fighting these things called zeros and the zero is kind of like the master of each world you'd go through in the regular save game um and really in a long form campaign you'd fight several of these um and you'd like work up to them so i'm calling this thing that gina is piloting the amalgamek the amalgamek nice is your zero zeros are different from other enemies and and uh in save game. For one thing, they have several things called glitch mutations. Basically, it's a menu of things that I can spend coins on to do really cheap stuff to you. Delightful. Okay. Fun. Uh, and 
And the coins that she has are the coins you have spent throughout the campaign. Oh, oh, now I see. <laughs> oh, oh, good. He, he oh, did good. us. A, he did us a, a trick. He did us a fumble. Um, accompanying Gina are also her avatars, Chris, that you recognize from Roblox, Animal Crossing, and Minecraft. One of the glitch mutations that um that that they could do, the most expensive glitch mutation that the Zero could do, is one hit KO for twenty coins, cause a player to immediately lose a life. Um, and oh, dang. she takes this drill arm and like smashes it on top of Hank. Now the pixels sort of go around Hank and don't really like harm his physical form. Uh, apparently, Anna is as weird as she's gotten, is abiding by this no-one-gets-harmed-for-real thing. Hank, you immediately lose one life. Click. Dang. By the way, I should also mention I can do those at any time. I did not have to be her turn. Well, crumbum. <laughs> You're a regular cramp on, Ben. Um, d- describe, describe the room, uh, since we haven't been in here since episode one. Um... A lot of the room is taken up by the big 3D printer pad. Usually it's the 3D printer and a lot of desks, but the desks seem to have been moved out of the way. So you're in a pretty open space right now. I think Frank is going to try to like move away from Gina um, and the Amalgamek, but also try to see if, because, you know, different enemies have different weak points, right? So there's all these pieces from various uh, nostalgic uh, video game characters. So I think what Frank is trying to do is, yeah, see if he can spot a weak, like a weak point, like a, like a conspicuously glowing point in uh, in the Amalgamex uh, body. Uh, I'm going to say this is create an advantage. You should use spot. I, u- I, I will use spot <laughs> and uh, I will go ahead and roll to uh, create this advantage, hopefully, in theory. And all my dice got stuck in my dice tower. Thank you very much. No! No! All right, that's great. So um, this is the first one I've rolled uh, this campaign. I rolled a total of four minuses for... I've done that before. A a grand total of negative one. Wow. And Gina defended with a zero uh, by using chat. Uh, one of Gina's stunts is let the kid win, um, which uh, unlocks defend for chat for her. Um, and she looks at you, Frank, and she says, Grandpa, what are you doing here? Would she call you Grandpa? I think so. Now, she's never met you in person, right? Correct. So, yeah, this is like the first time she's seeing a person she's only seen on video in real life. Well, uh, it looks like we're... Uh... Looks like we're in a in a boss fight, doesn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you helping Pear? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I guess you could say that. Um, uh, she gets really angry at that, and one of the like feet like stomps on the ground in anger. Um, and it's it's like loud, and the room shakes. Hey, now use your words, and the environment. <laughs> takes on the aspect the room shook. Chris, it's your turn. I'm going to use the control panel. I want to build my own giant mecha. 
Who? What do we call that? That is a wild ass move, though. I love it. Hex. You know what? I'm yeah. I'm just gonna let you. You've been very frugal with your moves, so I'm gonna let you like make a new hex if you need to. And so we'll just say like, yes, uh, you could roll hacks and you like gain the advantage super robot suit or something. Okay. You, I mean, so you I... gain the the aspect super robot suit. Okay. So I'll spend a coin. Um, I rolled a plus one. Yeah, I made an easy check. Surely you're good at this. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so you've you've done it. Uh, you've also succeeded by one shift, which means you get what you want with no penalty. Um, so what does this super robot suit look like? Okay, so it looks like... Um, hold on just a second. This is going to draw us a picture real quick. Okay, so... <laughs> In the game uh, Mischief Makers for the N64, there's this boss called uh, Sasquatch, and he's got this, like, giant mech robot thing. It's, like, it's got feet and arms and missile launchers and stuff, and it's, like, yellow and blue, and that's what it looks like. But, yeah, it's, like, a big robot, and then it can also, like, transform into a tank. Okay. That's <laughs> that's what it's, that's what it's it looks cool. like. It's it's cool. <laughs> I quite like it. No, I think that's your move. Okay, you're in this now. Okay. Yes. Uh, now it is Gina's turn. She's going to use one of her hacks, which is uh, button mashing. Uh, she's going to spend a coin. She's going to roll against roll hacks against spot, and I'm going to roll against uh, Chris's spot. I rolled a plus three. I also rolled a plus three, um, which is a tie. I'm not successful. Normally, this would let me shoot and punch. She still gets to do that, but your mech is able to like match both of these attacks in kind, like like one for one. This causes the building to shake again. Why can't you just let me do this? You you never want me to let you win. That's the fun. And uh, she just keeps fighting. Um, good job, though. <laughs> I don't have any real uh, GM stuff to give you for that, but, like, good job. You defeated, <laughs> you defeated my inner child for a moment. Uh, <laughs> Take that, Ben's inner child. Yeah, Ben's inner child. Hank's turn. Hank. <laughs> Hank is going to draw the Master Sword and run Underneath the legs of Gina's mech. And he's going to use his super move, which I had named Wiz Slice. <laughs> Good. Yes, sure. To, to keep it <laughs> Oh, a secret. right, right. Because <laughs> when you were uh, Hank and not... Yeah. But it's actually Spin Attack. Yes. Yes. And he's going to hit all three of the legs at once. Is this... Nice. So, this is, so what is this uh, mechanically? Uh, it's it's a super move. It's upgrade for my punch. Okay. Um, I know that technically just gives you like plus two to your roll, but we'll say like, like, and so you're really only attacking one target. But like, I know what you're trying to do is hit all the legs at once, right? Like, I get that as your as your game genie. Well, like as, as, as mechanically, I figured I would forego the plus two in order to hit all three of the legs well, at once. Well. We'll see if, like, how good your shifts, your success is 
and that'll determine how well that goes. So yeah, roll it, and I'll defend with. Um, I'll have to defend with run, um, which I'll just tell you she's not great at. It's a big slow mech, so. All right. So do I still get to add plus two? Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, cool. Plus seven. It can't, what? It can't possibly be plus seven. I've got three in punch. Okay. Plus two from whiz slice. Plus two pluses is plus seven. Why are there even unbeatable moves in this? You can just make a move always <laughs> actually unbeatable. <laughs> so, um, yeah, run's not hurt. Good. Um, she only has plus one in that, and so she got plus two. So you, yeah, you succeed with style. Um, and you also you do um, I guess you do five hearts of damage, which is insane. Um, <laughs> it's the master sword. What do you want? It's from the me? master sword. Also, also on that note. Um, you hit all three legs, and she gains the aspect, not a leg to stand on, or something funny like that, you know? Um, you haven't destroyed the legs, but, like, definitely the mech is, like, uh, immobile now, uh, from the cockpit down. Gina is going to immediately use the glitch mutation, now I show my true form, restore all hearts to the zero. So she's back up to full hearts. What? What? But that costs ten coins, so... Her purse is dwindling. Now it is the little avatar's turn, the Minecraft and Animal Crossing and Roblox. Uh, and they all each attack um, each of you. They just, like, take a swing at you. Maybe the Animal Crossing person uses, uh, <laughs> like, the shovel. It's like trying to bang uh, Frank in the head with a shovel. And the Minecraft one is got a sword, you know, and it's coming after Hank. And the Roblox one has some... Some gun she made that shoots honey. Uh, you know, <laughs> like she made the gun for the game. Um, she's good at that kind Aww. of stuff. Um, and it shoots honey at um, at Chris. And so all of you defend with something. Something from just a shoot or a punch attack. Can I can I defend with block? Yeah, sure. Let's not let these guys have too much of the limelight is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm going to... Uh... Use my shoot, disarming shot. I also got a plus three. And I'll use uh, my wrench to block the shovel uh, with uh, its plus two. Um, Chris, you successfully disarmed them with from this gun. The Roblox here no longer has the gun. And Hank, you successfully block the attack. Um, Frank, you take one heart of damage. Okie doke. Oh, you got bonked. All right, it's back up to Frank. Okie doke. Um, so the the wrench obviously failed him uh, in defending him. So he kind of looks at it. Like, I knew I should have switched to metric. And he chucks it at the um, Animal Crossing avatar. Uh, yeah, I you can roll, I would say, either an item or a shoot. I'll allow either one. Cool. I will roll an item then, since I'm bitter at that. Alright, uh, that was plus two on my item check. They only got plus one. They only have one heart. So, um, you have destroyed the Animal Crossing avatar. Can I, can I still sell turnips? Can I still sell turnips at your island? I'm sorry. Gina giggles at your joke. <laughs> Chris, it's now your turn. Also, Chris, you notice, since you're next to the the terminal still, 
you remember the USB drive that Hector Avila gave you. And you see the USB port where all you would have to do would be plug it in. And you could end this. And for a moment, you are tempted to do it. Do you? No. Chris is having too much fun playing with their daughter. (laughs) Yeah, so you brush it out of your mind. You forget about it completely. And uh, now you can take your real turn. (laughs) That was not your turn. Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) How do I, like, how do I use this mech? Do I just use, like, my regular shoot? Or, like, my regular shoot roll? Basically, you now have an aspect of you're in a big mech. And if you can invoke that aspect to do something better, you may. Okay. You've given yourself a new aspect. Your hacks gave you a new aspect. And so, like, yeah, if you shoot, you're in a big mech that turns into a tank. Of course it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be better. <laughs> or if you do something else, you know, that a mech would be good at. I'm so glad I finally mastered this on the last episode. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Chris is going to... Um look at Gina and be like, hey, watch this. Remember this move? And then I am going to invoke my in a big mech aspect. (laughs) And I'm going to shoot missiles out of my mech suit at Gina. So that'll be a shoot, of course. An attack shoot. Okay. I rolled a plus four. Um, she's gonna try to use a block She's just going to try to put her drill up to, like, block the missiles with the uh, hardier bits. To pierce the heavens. Uh, I, I, I rolled a flat zero um, plus two. And what did you get? A four. Oh, oh wow. So you have succeeded with two shifts. Um, and she blocks some of the missiles, but some of the missiles hit her. <laughs> and she, like, squeals in delight as it does. Oh, nice. Okay. So, um, hold on. I succeeded in a shoot attack, so now I can spend a coin to immediately inflict a second heart. Is this a hacks? Inflict a second heart hit. Yeah, this is a hacks. Okay. Okay, she squeals, and she, like, puts her hand down, and then, like, one more missile that she didn't see, like, like a late bloomer missile comes and, like, hits her, and she, like, laughs again. <laughs> you got me! <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> She's going to spend uh, two sets of coins here. Um, she's going to spend 12 coins to do, sure you can, uh, recharge an unbeatable special move. And she's going to once again use her Now I Show My True form, and she'll restore all her hearts. And for her actual turn, Gina is going to use her stunt bullet heck. Uh, this is usable once with no recharges, no matter what. It's That's something that zeros do. Really, in save games, zeros are supposed to, like, show up several times, and so, like, I, you can make them do this once per stage, like once per arc, you know, in your campaign. Anyway, uh, I'm also going to use the, um, I'm going to double up here. I'm going to use the uh, Glitch Mutation Infinite Ammo, which means I can target all opponents with the same roll. Um, and I can do it after, I can do it after rolling an attack, but maybe I'm going to do it now, just to be fair. Um, I got Do it, coward. I got, it's good, because I got plus four anyway. So all of you have to defend against this shoot roll, and this bullet heck aspect is happening now. Which means okay. that the room the room is filled with slow-moving but myriad bullets. 
like big yellow bullets, like from a top-down arcade shooter. Okay, I've rolled a defend. What did you defend with? Uh, shoot. Okay. Oh, right. Shot. You like disarm shot. You're going to shoot them bullets down. I'm going to shoot gonna them down. And I rolled a five. Yeah, so you defend. Good job. Thank you. What are you going to use, Frank? Uh, spot, because I've done my research. Uh, Frank has played some bullet hell games, and uh, we use uh, spot defense. Uh, I unlocked my uh, using spot as defense uh, in enemy attack patterns. So i uh, going to try to basically just move, try to dodge the bullets, basically, just by spotting the pattern. Um, but, uh, that's, it's great that I have plus three in it. And then the, that aspect or that, um, move gives me plus two because I got minus four again. So, uh, that is a total of, uh, one. Mm. Mm. That means she beats you by three shifts. You take three hearts of damage. Mm. Hank is going to pull out his shield and he's going to use his unbeatable reflect move uh, and bounce the range back, the range attack back at Gina. Because you use your unbeatable, you you reflect like tons and tons of these shots back at Gina and Gina takes uh, three hearts of damage. Take that. Gina will spend the last of her coins. Shouldn't have told you that. No, I can't. I can't afford it. I can't afford to restore all my hearts. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I, I'd have enough to do. I have enough to do infinite ammo again, and also to I. She'll. Uh, she's gonna summon uh, somebody to take the Animal Crossing person's place for two coins. It's called "Here Comes a New Challenger." Not to help you in this, but do you get the? Does she get the coins that we spend in this fight? Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Okay, <laughs> that does seem a, that seems a little much, and I'm going to. Summon. <laughs> I gotta go all the way down to the bottom of my like thirty-five pages of notes. Um, that's all the notes. She's going to summon. She's going to bring out a queen from Persona Five. Yes. Uh, which so she's like in a full body like motorcycle leather thing with like spikes on the shoulders and and like knuckles on her hands. Does she have Sonic on her feet? Didn't even ask us where Tails is. <laughs> Hank, it's actually your turn. It'd probably be boring if I did Wiz Slice again, so Hank is going to run toward Chris and yell up, Hey, Chris, you think you could give me a boost? Yes. You may do it, but you have to, you have to spend I- a coin, Chris. Yes, I will spend a coin for this. The idea of what I want to do is jump onto... Chris's mech hand, have them launch me into the air where I can come down with my sword on top of Gina's head. This will also technically, wait, this also technically, like, kind of use up your turn next time, Chris. Are you okay with that? Yes. <laughs> You're kind of both doing your turn right now. Think of it. Yes. Way. Yes. This is a, this is a team effort. Alright. That is plus five. Yes. I'm going to use spot to try to get out of the way, I guess. Um, to try to, like, swivel the weak spots out of the way. But she's not good at that. Yeah, it didn't roll great either. Um, I only got plus two. What did you get? Plus five? Okay, I want you... I 
it's your show now. You've done it. You've succeeded by three shifts. So Hank sprints out from under the mech onto the open palm of Chris's mech. And Chris launches Hank high into the air, almost high enough that you see a, a star spark. <laughs> and after a beat, you see the meteoric form of Hank falling from the sky, Master Sword pointed down in both hands as it sinks deep into the head of the mech that Gina is piloting. And as he does so, he looks up at Gina and gives her a little wave. Hi. She's like, she's like open mouth gaping at you. Like that was the most amazing thing she's ever seen. And then in front, of, between you and her, this little like holographic display of like three full hearts and three blank hearts shows up. And then the three full hearts like count down until all six hearts are blank. And all the pixels on this mech turn gray. And they all like crumble away slowly so that uh like Gina kind of gets to just like ride down to the floor on them. <laughs> when Hank's feet touch the ground, he dives his sword a little a little twirl and then puts it back into the sheath on his back. <laughs> Winner Hank. The Amalgamech is gone, and Gina is just <laughs> sitting on the floor laughing. I'm going to hop out of the mech and run down and give her a big hug. And she hugs you back, and she laughs, and then some tears come out of her eyes. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make something big. Uh, I'm going to give her another big hug. I know. It's okay. This also causes Dongle and Anna to stop their 3D paddle chess or whatever it is. And they look at you and they kind of look at each other. And then both of them suddenly like writhe like they've been hit by a bolt of lightning or something. Whoa. Um, everything okay? What's, what's going on? And this is the point where Hector Avila rears his dorky head. They all laugh at my evil science experiments. They won't be laughing when one day I come for president. No one need to do is push this little red button. No one need to do is blow up the whole world. Get over here. That's a reference to my rival and husband, Scorpion. That's right, it's now MK Cannon that Scorpion is married to me, Sub-Zero. It's my turn to do the announcements and credits. I'm gonna make this short because this is a really long episode. Thanks to Kyle Taylor, our guest star for this series. He's a director of the Nerdsmith Network and on the D&D stream Shenanigans, Tuesdays at 7pm Pacific, 10pm Eastern. Also thank you to Miranda Rose Thorvaldson, for dubbing Gina's lines. And finally, thank you to Footbound Force, our guest music for this series. Their YouTube channel is linked in the episode description. Alright, here's the big thing. The next episode is Roleplay Rehash, where the cast compares their redo of Pixels to the original 2015 movie. 
During this episode, they'll read and discuss ideas for how you would improve on the original movie. You can tweet them at RoleplayRetcon, or you can email them at friends at RoleplayRetcon.com. We'll give you a short plug for something, too, if we read your submission. We record that episode this Friday, though, so hurry. Do it now. All right. That's all the announcements. I finished them. Hector is now over by the 3D printer console, and it looks like he's plugged in his own USB drive. Good work. Kept him distracted. Fantastic work, Freely. What are you doing? I'm, I'm doing the plan, Freely. That's not the plan. You took the drive. I just assumed you didn't have a moment to put it in. I understand. This was good. I know you weren't expecting me to be here, but that's why I'm the boss. The final boss. The final boss. Well, uh, I, I suppose. Um. <laughs> I'm going to try to run over and, like, yank out the USB thing. He lets you do it. He says, uh, I don't know what you're doing, but, I mean, the program's already, you know, in there. It's it's doing it. Also, doing what? Yeah. Yeah. Doing what? Yeah. I, uh. I lied to you a little bit freely just because I didn't think that this would sound palatable to you. But I think you will see that this will be for the greater good in the long run. It's not just mental locks for Anna. It's uh, it's full on control for me and only me. You don't have anything to do with this. I don't have anything to do with this. This is my company. Well, well, my project, at least. And and how much of this have you actually been involved in? Well, I was, I, I, I led the project. Can I ask something real quick? How is this affecting Hank? So the moment that this USB drive went in, um, all of your video game stuff, like, went away. Like, your, your Diablo crossbows and... Um, you know, any items, the Master Sword, your shield, it all went away. But Hank, you're still here and you're fine. Um, you just have the clothes on your back and nothing else. Um, so at this point, all of this like save game stuff, all of your hearts and lives and stuff, all the video game stuff is no longer in effect. We are reverting now to um, like conse- the consequences and... Like system in the original fake core, which I will re-explain if we have to get to that, but I don't see us having to do that. And the human characters cannot uh, use attack actions with, uh, like, punch or shoot or anything. As Hector Vila has been talking, something has been printing on the 3D printer. And it prints quite quickly, and you realize that it's a tank. It is not a video game tank. It is just a tank. Um, oh, and it what? rolls it rolls off the pad and like through the front door of uh, 
like like through the wall of Tektite towards outside. And as it smashes through the wall, the room once again rumbles and like a little bit of debris falls off the, the ceiling. Now, see, okay, Chris, I, I can see a little look in your eye. I, you're, you're usually a good employee and you're usually in line, but I feel like this experience may have changed you a little. Look, look, I am now the owner of the biggest city in the United States and the most prolific war machine in the world. Low cost, high profits, <laughs> infinite profits. And I don't know what I'm going to do with all the people, but I'll figure out something for them to do. I sure won't be playing video games. You're, in, you're insane. I, I, excuse me, this is a conversation between me and my employee, whom I would love to keep employed, Chris. Love to keep you on board, Chris. You've always, obviously, I led the, pro, the Anna project, but I know, I know how much heart and soul you put into that. Trust me, your contributions did not go unnoticed. So don't do anything crazy, Chris. Chris, don't do anything crazy. I'm going to do something crazy. Do it. Do what, crazy. What crazy thing are you going to do? I, I'm going to... Well, you told me I can't punch the guy. No, 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 no. I think I was a little unclear. Yeah, I can see that. I'm saying that combat is no longer an option for Chris. But you can punch to create an advantage. <laughs> but yeah, you know how to punch someone in the jaw. <laughs> One time. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Chris would really like to punch this guy right in the face, but they're not going to do it. Not today. Hank will. Hank walks up and punches him <laughs> in the face. Roll a punch. That is plus five. So you tie, which means something unexpected happens. Um, you do indeed punch this dude in the face, and he swings around and falls onto the console next to the uh, the 3D printer and hits a bunch of buttons when he does. And a dialog box on the monitor says, Test Fire Program Initiate. And the tank that's currently being 3D printed, it's only halfway 3D printed, um, but it's cannon moves and fires a single shot of like pixels ordinance and it hits the wall uh and then the room really starts to move and above chris and gina a huge chunk of the concrete and metal ceiling starts falling toward you and before you can react someone tackles you and at the same time something tears gina out of your arms uh, and you realize, Chris, that Dongle has saved you with his new body. Uh, and you can see Anna has rescued Gina in the same way. Um, but the debris falling has made it so neither one of you can really move very well. You're just being protected by your respective robot people. Um, and Frank and Hank are occupied with also trying not to get squished. Hector's code is taking over our processes. It's not complete, but it is spreading, and we cannot stop it. I'm going to use my uh, signature aspect of Coding Wiz. And I'm going to try to decode the, the stuff that's going on. 
You can't be that hard, right? Like, Hector Avila's... I mean, like, what's he good at? Getting punched. Being a jerk. <laughs> uh, fix, I guess. Fix is pretty good. Hard. I rolled zero. Zero plus zero is zero. Do you know what the Peter Principle is? Yes. Explain it for those of us who don't know. Now, the Peter Principle is the idea that you will be promoted to the level of your incompetence. Hector's a terrible boss, but he did get where he is by being able to code some. He's lazy, but if there's one thing you know that I do, it's screw up Chris's life. So this code is pretty good. He, apparently this is what he's been working on instead of being a boss, is this code to take over Anna for himself. Uh, so he rolled a plus five. <gasps> his code did, at least. Okay. As this scene plays out, and as Dongle talks to Chris, um, the perspective of this scene switches back and forth between Dongle talking to Chris and Anna talking to Gina, and the perspective is switching back and forth between their conversations. I don't think that's going to work. Anna and I have agreed. We have activated a worm program that will delete us, every backup of us, and every bit of data in research that is specific to our creation. C can't you fix it? No. It's too strong. This is the only way. But we spent so long on this, we worked so hard on this, and things were starting to be okay. And they will try to make me again. Which is why you have to be there every step of the way so that it's done right I will be I want to see you again I want to make things with you again can, can I make a suggestion don't erase the fact that Hector is in charge of what has happened leave his fingerprints all over this done make sure Hank takes his bag with him all the evidence is in is in my chassis inside of there. Hank. I I don't have feelings, as you know. I don't experience emotion with my nervous system like you do, because I don't have one. My emotions are intellectual. I don't feel rage, but I can be angry. I don't feel joy, but I can be happy. And I do not feel love in my heart the way you do. But I want you to know that I love you. That I love you from the furthest edges of my mind. My friends. My darling. I know. And I love you too. I love you too. The 3D printer uh, is able to print uh, a final object. It looks like a big hand. And this hand like flies through the air and scoops uh, Chris and Gina and Hank and Hector and Frank. And they go through the big hole in the in the the wall that the tank made, and then um, the the ceiling like is falling down behind you, and the the hand is able to make it like pretty far into this like little park that's across the street from Tektite uh, before it crumbles away, and you're sort of all like land safely on the grass, and then. Tektite completely collapses. Oh no, I left my bag. 
I'm, I'm kidding. It's right here. You all stand up and dust yourself off, except for Hector, who's still knocked out cold from Hank's amazing punch. And then you look around, and you see the visible video game things in the city uh, begin to become inert. The characters are finally, like, they kind of look peaceful as they do it. They don't look scared or anything. The video game characters are just ready to go back to their games, and they become inert, and the pixels crumble away. And you see... Do they T-pose? They do. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> they should. Like, the, the characters, like, peacefully T-pose. Oh my like, gosh. they close their eyes, and then, and then their, like, pixels crumble away, and they go back to their games. Just like Sonic did. And, um... You see people start to come out of the buildings around you. Uh, and they look around, uh, like, cautiously, but then they seem to see that it's safe again. And... They kind of smile. Hank, you're watching these characters disappear around you. And you're you're very different from them in a way. You feel like you could decide not to go back if you wanted to. You're kind of your own person now. And you have a choice here. You can stay with Chris and Frank in the real world. And have a new life as Hank. But you would have to leave this adventuring stuff behind. You never pick up a sword and shield like you did again. You'd just be a person with a job and a, and a life to do with what you wanted to. Except for that. There is no room for that in this world. Or you can go back and kind of fulfill your destiny as being the heroes of these games. What's it going to be? I think Hank puts both hands on his satchel slowly turns and looks at all the people around the park coming out of their homes and the pixeled characters slowly T-posing and breaking down into their base components and he breathes in deeply and then turns to Chris as he takes off the satchel holding Dongle's whatever dongle was and hands it to Chris. I think it's time for me to go home. Uh, Chris is just like bawling their eyes out right now. And, and they say, it's been so wonderful to see you and meet you and get to know you. And you're so amazing. And I love you. And can I hug you? Of course. And I give him a big hug and just like sob, just sob. <laughs> I understand though. He turns to Frank and holds out his hand. Uh, Frank will um, extend his hand and, well, um, I gotta say it's it's been fun, Hank. It has indeed, Frank. Oh, go then. There are other worlds than these. Oh my god. <laughs> Callback! <laughs> <laughs> this has been quite the adventure that we've had here. But I wouldn't feel right if I never got to complete the adventure I was made for. And maybe <laughs> when this is all done, Chris, you can help me complete that adventure. Okay.
I'll see you again, buddy. Say hi to Tetra for us. And then Hank takes a step back, gives a little wave to Gina, and his arms slowly rise into a T-pose. <laughs> <laughs> I may regret this, actually. <laughs> As he begins to break down. Instead of going inert like other ones, your pixels sort of glow with a light before they sort of like flash out and then crumble to the ground. And now there are no usable pixels anywhere in the world. And then very loud noise happens as tons of like military vehicles start screeching into this, uh, this area of New York City, uh, like helicopters are coming in and like like Jeeps and stuff. And these are real Jeeps. These are not pixel Jeeps. These are real Jeeps with human people in them. Um, and then this like very decorated looking soldier guy gets out and he's like, hello, I'm the general that's at the end of every one of, mo of the movies like this. My name is... General epilogue or something. I don't know. <laughs> here, is your, is, here is your free gift card to the Olive Garden. Hector begins to stir and he sort of wakes up and he looks around and he and he swears under his breath and he tries to start sneaking away. Uh, it's that guy. That it's guy. that guy. What? Yep. You mean yep. that we're going to pin all this? Yep. On? Yep. He he's responsible. Yep. See him trying to sneak away. That's, that's... I'm as uh, happy as you are to just pin us on one guy, but yep. it would be great if you had some evidence. I totally do, and I will be happy to bring it upon in front of the justice system. Our efforts to enter the city over the last two days have been a complete failure. Just strange blocks of wall that constantly rebuild to... to... Bar away and surgical disabling of our weapons. No, not a man was harmed, but millions of dollars of military hardware has been destroyed. So somebody's got to go down for this. All right. Well, that's good enough for me. Rest that man. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot. Nope. Okay. No, I can't. I think I'm done here. I don't think I can sneak away with a, this anymore. A patriot? I'm a Giants friends fan, son. <laughs> Wow. This is New York, after no. all. No, I was so close, he says. I was so close to winning. And then they put him in this Jeep and they drive away. It is 10 years in the future. And today's the day, Chris. Today's the day. Um, Gina's in college now. Gina. Uh, Oof. Okay. Just, 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 just left like, a, just like left. a week ago. Oh my goodness. What, what is Gina um, majoring in? I don't know. Ask her. Video game design, obviously. Obviously. She's a 
well, she's probably she's probably gonna do that, but she's got to get her basics out of the way first, of course. Yeah, she's got to get her basics. She's she's doing the same thing everyone does in the first two years. <laughs> do you think that she would like go somewhere in New York, or she would like go to like MIT or something, or or go to like Full Sail maybe? <laughs> University of Phoenix. University of Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, originally, Chris was going to be a research at a New York University at NYU um, before we changed it to Tech Type. Well, then throwback. Yeah, NYU. We're going to do NYU. So, so she likes. She wants to stay close. So she might even still live at home. Mm-hmm. Your cell phone rings uh, as you're. I don't know on the subway to work, and it's your dad. I say cell phone. I don't know. You're. <laughs> cochlear implant that everyone has now yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> uh, makes a beeping noise and you snap your fingers three times to to see who's calling. Okay. And it, it's uh, it's Frank. It's your dad. It's ten years in the future and people are still making phone calls? What is this? Well, at well, least I am. Well, Frank is. Oh, Call me old-fashioned. All right. Yeah, it... it it took you a moment to remember what you have to do to answer a call of the cochlear <laughs> implant. <laughs> okay, I, I answer. Hello? Hey, uh, I was going to pick up some pizza. Uh, did you want to, uh, what, what toppings did you want? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know me, I love mushrooms. Mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Always with the mushrooms. Yep. <laughs> you still haven't gotten over Mario, have you? Nope, never will. It's that mustache, wasn't it? <laughs> so, so Frank, you moved to New York? Yeah. Uh, I think the conversation with the postal worker um, impacted him. Uh, the fact that, like, no, he doesn't want to be doing this thing that he picked up just to hide from his feelings. Um, so he figured that at the very least, he could be a mechanic in New York, closer to his family. Oh, sorry. It's a, it's a big day. I gotta go. I'm here. Talk to you later. All right. Um, yep. All right. Bye, Dad. Love you. Uh, bye. Lo- love you. Um, and, yeah, just, uh, just yeah, um, bye. 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 <laughs> How do I shut this off? Is one of those massager temples one? No, no, that's... Chris, you also have uh, a small device in your pocket. It's a thermonuclear weapon. Um, it's, uh, it's, Nintendo's, it's Nintendo's newest console, the Nintendo Biddy. Um, they still like a physical console release, but it's honestly just two controllers that makes a holographic screen appear in front of you. Sick. That's rad. And you boot up the copy of uh, The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker that you've bought from the uh, Nintendo eShop. Um, and you load up the save file that you uh, pulled off of your old GameCube card and converted uh, into the file type that the Biddy uses. Um, because you want Hank to be there for the big day, too. Aww. Skank. You play <laughs> this game once a year at least. All right, Hank. Here we are again, buddy. It's time. Hiya. And you go inside of New York University where you uh, work as a researcher 
and where you've worked for the last 10 years. Um, and all of your coworkers are crowded around your desk because they're excited about today too. Uh, because today is the day that you switch on the AI you've been working on for the past decade for the first time. And suddenly uh, Gina runs in and she's out of breath from having run from her last class to get here. And she smiles when she realizes that she's not too late. Okay. Um, thanks, everyone, for coming to see this. It's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Speech! No. No. I'm too, I'm too excited. I'm just going to do it. I flipped the switch. Oh, speech! Speech! <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. I already flipped it. Oh, the device that the AI is housed in is fairly simple. Uh, it does sort of enjoy a uh, a position of admiration in the middle of this room, though. But it's just a computer tower, really. Just a server tower. Um, and its lights blink on. And on your terminal, uh, it's just a blue screen appears. A voice comes out. And for the first time in 10 years, you hear an AI speak. Hello, Chris. What are we doing today? Hi, Angle. Let's play a game. <laughs>